Ladies and, well, ladies. We're talking business. Ladies' business. No, not that ladies' business. Ladies in business. Especially tradie business. Whether you're a CEO, self-employed, working for someone or supporting someone else in theirs, this is a podcast about ladies in tradie businesses. Join your host, Nick Cox, one half of Tradies in Business and the Tradiepreneur Program, as she interviews inspirational, everyday, motivational and extraordinary women from all industries and walks of life about what it takes to be a truly successful, modern lady in business. I've got an interesting question for you today, listeners, and that it's a rhetorical one. You can't reply to me obviously because this is a podcast so it's coming into your ears but I'd love you to leave me a comment of course. Today's guest what we want to know is what does breeding and supplying crickets, cockroaches, spiders, scorpions, leaf insects, maggots, mealworms and snails have to do with today's guest? It's a great question. It threw me for six when I read it. I was absolutely blown away. I am joined today by Nikki Turner, who is the owner and director of Laguna Pest Control and Perigian Pest Control. More than that, though, she's the CEO and president of the Professional Women in Australian Pest Management. Thank you, Nikki, for joining me today. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Nick. How are you going? Really well, thank you. That is such a mouthful. Do you ever have to introduce yourself and roll through all of that? Uh, I shorten it to PWAPM, but that's a bit of a tongue twister on itself. So <laughs> clearly practice because you nailed it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was impressed that you actually were able to say it on the first go. So you did well. <laughs> Nikki, I'd love to hear how you came to be doing all of what you do. It's, it's a huge amount. You've got three kids as well. I'd love to get a bit, if you can give us a bit of a background on, on how you came to be doing what you're doing right now. And it, and it is a bit of a background. So I was one of those stay-at-home mums with, mm-hmm. um, well, at the time I had, had two children when I decided that um, we, we didn't have much money at the time and I wanted to earn a little bit extra money and also still be at home with the kids. So we started breeding insects for the, for the pet trade. Yeah, my my husband, um, he's a herpetologist, so he keeps his own reptiles and and lizards and creepy crawlies. And um, because he had so many, he started breeding his own insects to be able to feed them. And um, he always had this idea that we should um, start up our own little insect breeding business and sell it to the pet trade for a bit of extra income. And I kind of come up with the idea, well, why don't I do it while I'm at home with the kids? And, um, yeah, at the time um, we were bakers. We're actually qualified yep. bakers, <laughs> believe it or not. Wow. And he, he was he was, um, he was working um, at the bakery and I started breeding insects, um, feeding them during the day and started selling them, yeah, to the pet trade. So not thinking it would take off and it, it did take off <laughs> very well. Yeah. Um, I guess to give you a bit of an idea um, where we got to, we were, we were probably selling around about $90,000 worth of insects per quarter to the, to the pet trade. So it was a, a it was a pretty good um, little business, yeah, I should that's say. Incredible. And, um, yeah. And unfortunately when you start breeding insects, um, <laughs> you get escapees. <laughs> 
And that become a bit of a problem, especially um, we only lived on half an acre at the time. And Mm -hmm. obviously our neighbours around us, you know, started complaining that they had the odd scorpion or the crickets (laughs) coming into the house. So it it wasn't, um, that wasn't very good. So I um I had to call in a pest controller to to obviously deal with that and hubby wouldn't let me do that because he he had his own little private collection and he was worried that the chemicals were going to of course. um kill off his own collection so um we had a big infestation of wolf spiders Oof. um and basically they were coming in from the reserve that we lived beside and um they were coming in to get a feed I guess yeah, yeah. <laughs> from all our escapee insects and um so when hubby went away on a camping trip with the boys I got the pest controller in <laughs> not thinking that he would turn up home when the pest controller rocked up oh, no. because he'd been rained out. And um, I guess to cut a long story short, he got talking to the pest controller, loved what um, loved what he was talking about and basically decided to, um, yeah, get into the, <laughs> the pest control industry. Goodness. So we basically went from, yeah, well, when the census come out and we had to write down what our occupation was, mine was I was breeding insects. My <laughs> husband was he was killing insects. So I'm sure they thought we'll take in the Mickey. But I bet they did. Um, so we, we kind of did both for a while yep. until until the um, insect breeding business. It got too much, got yeah. way too much for me. Um, I was trying to do it all on my own um, while he while he was out, yeah, doing pest control and um, yeah, we. Yeah, in, in the end sold the insect breeding business that's incredible so, so a small hobby that was meant to be a side hustle and we were talking a little bit about side hustles before we went live has turned into this saleable business that not only helped funded your family's lifestyle but it yep. was a, a product or, or an entity that you could sell at the end of the day that's absolutely mind-blowing even bigger than that it's led on to this huge life change for both you and your husband massive a massive life change and and that business is still doing fantastic to this day that was mini beast enterprises and we come up with the slogan um we breed them you feed them and they still use that slogan and and look to to take that off um it was hard because at the time um, the biggest company that was selling insects in Australia was Pisces, which which they still are. Mm. And so what we did is um, I sent out free boxes to the biggest um, the biggest pet stores, yep. and I then had my friends ring up <laughs> and say, "Oh, those crickets that we bought, <laughs> um, oh, they were fantastic. When are you getting those back in again?" And it kind of worked because they started ordering from us and. Oh, wow um yeah look it just took off it was a it was a great business but unfortunately when you're dealing with um live insects or live animals um yeah things go wrong so um we we lost $120,000 worth of crickets just because the power went out once and obviously turned off all the fans and um we had it all set up in shipping containers and um that's quite devastating when you know something like that happens so, Nikki, running any kind of business is super challenging, but obviously running one with live animals, as you said, has its own set of challenges. Biggest challenge for me would probably be that infestation of wolf spiders. How on earth did you cope with that? I didn't. That's why I, I rang the pest control. <laughs> Just I didn't. And, um, yeah, I, I'm not joking when I say the wolf spiders, were they were coming into my lounge room and, uh, it, yeah, it was freaking me out. So, oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, look, it's, um, you know, I, I guess – 
the good thing that come out of the, the breeding insects, I'd never go back into it again, yep. to be quite honest, the stress that was involved with dealing with the, the, the live insects. Um, but it obviously set us up financially where we were able to, um, I guess, yeah, start, eventually start our own pest control business. So, um, but yeah, my husband did work for another company um, for many years before we we started our own. Yep. Um, he also um, went into training and assessing pest control as well. So, um, but yeah, so it definitely is a story coming from breeding insects. To, totally. To, to killing them. There's yeah. more money. There's more money in, in killing them that there is in breeding. So that's oh, good okay. and less less stress. <laughs> I would think so. I am one of those people that happily parts with lots of money every year just to keep my home pest free. I'm not a fan. I can <laughs> yes. handle a lot of animals, but um, I can even spiders, mm, providing they don't jump at me, I'm not too bad. It's the ones that fly at me, you know, um, crickets and well, crickets yeah, aren't too bad. Yeah. They're a little slower, but grasshoppers and things, oh, can't stand them. <laughs> there was nothing for me to go into a supermarket and then I'd have a cricket crawl out of my, <laughs> my top or a cockroach fall off me and I'm like, oh, my gosh, what, what's happening oh, here? <laughs> so um, it's it's part of my life I don't miss. Yeah, I bet it is. <laughs> I'll and, say that. And you, do, so do you still practice on the tools yourself within the business now or is that part of what your team does with you? Yeah, so um, obviously I'm not I'm not out in the field with pest control. Um, so we well we're originally from Geelong, and um, when we decided to go out on our own, we didn't want to go out in Geelong. A couple of reasons. Um, uh, one of them being is um, Jay got on very well with his with his boss, and we classed them as very good friends. So we didn't want to go into competition with them. And second. Um, Jay felt very uncomfortable. He had pretty much taught most of the Victorian pest technicians at, right. at TAFE and yeah. he kind of felt that, you know, we're sort of going into competition with all his students. So um, we decided if we're going to do it, we, we've got to move. And yeah. we, were, we were thinking of Darwin and thank goodness we didn't choose Darwin because I don't <laughs> think I would have coped <laughs> in Darwin. Hubby nearly convinced me Darwin was where we were going to move. And yeah, and then um, I, I came on a girls' trip up to the Sunshine Coast and fell in love with Noosa and basically, yeah, we threw a dart at the board and said that's where we're going. And we literally just packed everything up and moved to Noosa. And it's an incredible spot. It is. It's, um, I, I still feel like I'm on holidays here even though we're working. Mm. Um, and it was hard because at the time my youngest was 10 months old mm -hmm. and trying to start a business from scratch, it was, um, it was very, very hard. And we were looking at buying an existing pest control business, mm -hmm. but um, that fell through. They wanted us to move up before Christmas and we weren't able to move until after Christmas. And they literally sold the business a day before Christmas, I think it was. And we sort of felt, well, you know what, if we're going to spend X amount on an existing business, why don't we spend that money and um, put it into our own business and our own reputation? Yeah, and that's pretty much what we did. Mm -hmm. And we, we started from scratch. So, so other than running your business with the live insects, how much experience had you had at running a business prior to that? Like uh, there are a lot of lessons to learn, obviously, to creating a successful business. What was it like yep. right in the very beginning and what did the journey to where you're at now look like for you? Yeah. After 
breeding insects, um, both hubby and I had said we'd never ever go into business again. Um, yeah. it, to be honest, it nearly it nearly caused divorce. Yes, um, I was exhausted. I'd had a literally, I had a breakdown. Um, hubby had to leave the pest uh, pest control uh, for a while to help me. Um, it was very, very stressful. So we always said we will never, ever go into business again um, until we decided to start um, a pest control business, which I kind of pushed for. And I sort of sat back and thought, well, look, we now know what not to do. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> with, with um, you know, I think um, most successful people I talk to in business they've had a lot of failures and I think you learn from that Mm -hmm. and yeah and you take that on board and and that's what we definitely did um and so when we started the 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 pest business I think um, my focus was not to do what we did with with the insects and um family was very important um to us and we worked around that and we still do like um, family is our first priority and we do work around that. Um, so, um, and I think starting from scratch was so much easier for me because we didn't have a large clientele when we first started. Yes. So I kind of, you know, eased myself into it and I was able to work around the baby mm-hmm. um, to a point when, yeah, she was too noisy and I couldn't talk on the phone. I then had to put her into, into daycare. Yeah. Um, but it was a lot easier because I gradually taught myself. Um, I'd never been in an admin role. I'd never done anything like that. So um, I started networking. Net- networking was huge for me. I was a very shy person. Mm-hmm. and not knowing anyone in Noosa mm. I learned very quick that Noosa is a clicky town it's yeah. not what you know it's who you know in Noosa and so I started networking and I still remember my very first luncheon that I turned up to I hated it mm. <laughs> I walked in there and I seen all these ladies and not one of them spoke to me um, I felt very uncomfortable and they all went around and did their little infomercial where you stand up with the microphone and talk about your business for 60 seconds and I just passed the microphone to the next person. I just couldn't do it. Yeah. And I came home and, and hubby had actually come home from work to allow me to attend this luncheon because we didn't have babysitters at the time. And he said, how did you go? And I said, awful. I said, I hated the women. I hated the luncheon. It was terrible. And he goes, oh, so you're not going back? And I said, yes, I'm going back. I said, I don't like the way they made me feel. I said, how dare they? Yeah, <laughs> it's good for you. I, um, I ended up, I was seeing a kinesiologist at the time and she actually said something to me that really, um, you know, jolted me and she sort of said, you know, you know, I noticed you wear black all the time. I said, yeah. And she said, people normally wear black because they, they like to hide. And she said, I want you to do me a favour. I want you to wear something really bright when you walk mm. into the next luncheon. And I said, oh, no, I can't do that. And she said, I just want you to trial this. And she said, and then I want you to go up and just shake someone's hand and just introduce yourself. And she said, because these people don't know you yeah. and people tend to talk to those who they know. And I did that and it was amazing what a difference it made, to be quite honest. And I'm, I know myself now when I'm at a networking event, I find I tend to go to those people I know 
Yes. And and then I have to stop and realise and go, oh, there's a new person over there. I should really go over and introduce myself. Um, Fantastic. So I had to learn. I had to learn a lot when um, starting my own business and in a town that we knew no one. So um, we had to market ourselves very well. we noticed when we first came into the town there you know there was there was a few other pest control businesses they didn't stand out their websites weren't that great their vehicles were quite plain um so we we spent a lot of money on marketing so our vehicles um you know they were fully wrapped we had you know brand new websites done up and we we joined into everything, uh, Christmas parades, we had mascots, we had ant mascots and bee mascots and um, we everything we could do, we just did and we just, yeah, made sure that yeah, everyone knew our presence was there and it worked, it worked. It's, it's a steep learning curve, isn't it, starting a business? It is. And doing so without, like what we talk about all the time is you don't know what you don't know, right? Yep. And so if you've never done it before or you haven't been taught how to do it because none of us are taught when we take on our trade or we put our hand up and say, yep, I'm going to jump in and help you out with the business. We're not taught how to be business owners. We don't know how to manage a business. We don't understand sales and marketing. We don't understand um, data systems and, and cash flow forecasts. None of that makes any sense to any of us or very little of us or how important that is for our business and how yep. it helps facilitate that growth that we're looking for so that we can have the lifestyle that we would all like. So I, th- yep. I think um, hearing that from someone who's clearly very successful, who has not only got one business but two and has gone on to become the CEO of a national organisation that helps women connect around your industry um, is incredible for people to understand we all start at the start and we all start right back where we don't know where we don't know and we have to be vulnerable yep. enough to put our hand up and say, I don't know, can you help me? Hello, pleased to meet you. My name's Nikki. Um, and that's super challenging for all of us. Even the most confident person in the room would find it quite difficult to walk into a room full of strangers and walk up and shake someone's hand and start a conversation. So to hear that from you is quite inspiring, understanding that we are all starting from the beginning. No matter what our journey looks like, we have to start at the start to get where we want to be in the end. It's just that determination that gets us over the line. Exactly. And look, one of the things I think even starting um, your own business is doing your homework, really doing your homework. And one of the things that um, I still remember doing is um, we looked at many businesses that were for sale, pest control businesses along the whole coast and even in the Gold Coast, to be quite honest. And obviously, when, you, when you're looking at their books, because that's what you look at when you're buying a business, um, I looked at the profit margins and I thought, why, why are these businesses, why are their profit margins so much higher than some of the other ones that I'm looking at? And it was really simple. It, it stood out um, really easy. And that was um, the ones that with the higher profit margin, I noticed were only working in a certain area, in a smaller area. And that's one of the things that we focused on with ours is we are only Noosa-based. We don't do the entire Sunshine Coast. And a lot of people really struggled, couldn't understand why we wouldn't travel 30 minutes down the road to do, you know, a a termite barrier. And it's um, something that we're really stuck to, which is hard when you're first starting a business because you want to take as much money as you possibly can. Um, But we stuck to our guns and we, we... service the Noosa area and that's um you know we literally do a 10 kilometer radius Mm. 
Finding that niche for your business is so important and it does feel really limiting like you've just explained. In the first place, in in the first instance, it feels like, oh, I'm going to miss out. I'm going to miss out. I'm not being available. And yet it's where the power comes in your business to create that freedom that you're looking for rather than being run ragged. Like there is no profit margin in traveling consistently for work. There just isn't. You're going to lose it in your travel time or you're going to lose it in your fuel or the lack of productivity because the team's exhausted from being in the car all day, every day. And instead, finding that niche, that area or the style of work that you do, that's where the power comes from and the leverage then for you and your business. So it's incredible to think that you were able to pick up on that lesson so early on and then, I guess, back each other to make that decision and pull it over the line. Um, It sounds like you and your husband's Jay, isn't it, have a um, great working relationship. Was it always that way? Yeah, no, we do. We actually work better together as a team than separate. Yep. And look, we have our disagreements like most most married couples and, um, you know, we, we don't always agree on something, but we do work really well together. And one of the things that we said when we first started the business was, um, you know, his area is out in the field, out working out, out, out in the field. I'm in the office and don't tread on my toes when you're in, in my office <laughs> and I won't tread on yours. I won't tell you how to do your job when you're out in the field. <laughs> and and we've kind of always stuck to that. Every now and then we have to remind each other. Yes. And, um, <laughs> but, but look, we, we do really struggle when, um, you know, when one of us is, is down. And mm. I think... Um, you know, to give an, an example is um, um, in in 2017, we had just won Pest Manager of the Year, which was huge for us. And two weeks after that, um, my husband, he was diagnosed with advanced stages of non-Hodgkin um, lymphoma, follicular wow. lymphoma. And um, to be honest, you know, he probably shouldn't even be here. Yeah. And that threw a, a sixer to yeah. us. And and it was then that I realised that, you know, oh gosh, we really worked together as a team and I had to really take over the business and make sure everything was running correctly and also, you know, be looking after him and taking him to his chemo sessions and um, that was really tough times. But um, we, do, we do work so much better as a team and I think that's one of the reasons why we've been so successful is... Um, you know, I look at him and I'm still in awe with everything that he knows, to be honest. I, I just, I just think that, yeah, he's, um, you know, he's amazing. And, um, you know, he's always learning something, always learning something new and um, always helping other people in the industry, giving up his free time. And I think that's really important. um, I agree. What we're doing to give back, isn't it? And I, I, I think, um, Advancing our careers to a point in which we have the time and the availability to give back is just fantastic. And I feel like it's something that should be on the radar for everybody. And it's not. I understand that we all have different journeys for sure. Probably leads us quite well into what you're doing as the CEO and president of the Professional Women in Australian Pest Management. I really wanted to say that twice because now I've nailed it twice. Um, I I find that fascinating. So I've worked quite a bit with some various um, industry organisations. I've I've spent a lot of time working with HIA in various capacities. Uh, There are some other female orientated organisations in and around Brisbane that I've spent a bit of time working with as well. It's hard. It's not easy to do. Um, So I'm in awe that you are doing this in your um, field of pest management. I'd love to understand 
your journey within that. That alone is an entire career path, let alone everything else that you're doing as well. Yeah, once again, I didn't think that was going to take off and it did and has created lots more work. But it's something that I love to do. And look, um, this is going back, I guess, to my time when um, when hubby got sick. Um, I realised then I, I didn't have the family around me to get to have that support because mm-hmm. um, we, we don't have any family in Noosa and I didn't have the support in the industry. There was sort of no one that I could really turn to and say, hey, I, I need some help. I, I don't know what I'm doing here. Mm-hmm. I, I know what I'm doing in the office, but uh, trying to deal with the, you know, the technicians out on the road as well. Yes. So I struggled a lot because I felt so alone and I had no one to turn to. Um, and it, it really it really kind of affected me a lot. And when, when hubby went into remission and we actually went overseas, we went to Orlando, Florida to go to Pest World, which is a, a big conference um, over in the US. And uh, we, we attended that conference, I think it was 2018, and... Um, I connected with a few females over there and they invited me to, it's the PWIPM, so it's um, Professional Women in Pest Management over there, Um, (laughs) another tongue twister. Um, They invited me to their their big networking breakfast and and I attended and I, I knew no one and I sat there and I think there was 120 women in that room and I sort of sat there and thought, why don't we have this back here in Australia? I don't understand. Like, this is a great networking group of women all in the same industry. Um, they've all got something in common and they'll announcing some awards. And um, it, it was just really fantastic to see. Mm. And I was talking to another, another woman from Australia at the time or actually at a piano bar and we'd had a bit too much to drink, to be quite honest, and <laughs> she had said to me, why don't we start, you know, <laughs> our own association? And I said, that's a great idea. I thought, don't ever ask me to do anything when I've had a drink because I'll always say yes. <laughs> and, and so and pretty much that's how it started. Um, we came back and I, I'm a person that if I'm going to do anything, I'll have to do it at 100 percent. Otherwise, I, I can't do it. I, it's just not in me. Any any business that we've started, um, you know, when we had the bakery, when we did the insect breeding business um, to Laguna Pest Control, I will always put 100 percent into it. So. So basically, yeah, that's how it started. I started off with a Facebook group and um, just connected with other women. And I received many calls from manufacturers and distributors in the industry just asking, you know, how can we help? How can we kickstart this off? And that's pretty much where, where it went from. And, um, and then obviously we registered it and um, it's now moved on to a company where we've got nine directors. Mm-hmm. and. Um, and it's, yeah, it, it's going really, really well. And I think, you know, look, um, you know, for women um, in our industry, um, it was hard because we, we, re- we really weren't connecting. Um, we weren't connecting. And it's not that men weren't supporting us. It's just that we weren't connecting as women. And when I first started, uh, it wasn't perceived that well, to be quite honest, mm. We did get a bit of um, backlash when it first came out. We, you know, we had a few sort of say, oh, why are you segregating from the men? Why do you need to have your own little group? And, um, you know, we, we were slammed quite a, quite a bit at the start. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I, 
you know, we really do have the support from everyone in the industry and most of our supporters are men. So, um, and it's really great, great to see. Yeah, totally. I think um, we all face our own set of, I guess, complications around being in business. And I think um, even from my own experience, being a woman in a male-dominated industry, it can be very challenging. There are unique challenges that I face on a day-to-day basis, less so now as I'm more established in my career. Um, And I feel that we do need others like us to connect so in our case that means women the men connect quite well they have um i think it's probably a little more diverse now but prior to maybe five years ago um there were a lot of industry maybe not conferences but training days etc where they would catch up with other tradies and they chat and they have the opportunity to connect in those situations where us in the office or us in a a supporting role or or even as a business owner we didn't necessarily have access to that so having an opportunity to connect where we can share where we're at ask for help get some support is so incredibly important for us no matter where we fit in the business so that we can then help develop better businesses as we move on i think it's um it's it's always challenging and it's a difficult road to travel bridging either side of the gap, I suppose. And I still feel like it's essential that we're all able to connect in our own way, in our own time. So I'm pleased to hear that you finally found support there. Um, yep. You guys actually have a conference every year. Did I read that correctly? We, had our, <laughs> we had our first conference last year. So, um, yeah, and that, <laughs> that was another idea that I thought, why have I got myself into this? <laughs> so, yeah, we, um, we created a leadership conference Great. and – basically it was a national conference and we got women yeah from all over Australia attend the conference and it was very challenging times too because mm-hmm. at the time um, most of the states were in lockdown yeah with, with COVID and we had a lot of people saying what are you doing trying to run a conference and so um, we we set it up so it was in the Gold Coast so I sort of figured that look if um, you know if the borders don't open we will probably still have enough um, delegates to run the conference just in Queensland alone. So we had Queensland keynote speakers and mm-hmm. and guest speakers. And um, luckily, the borders opened two days before the conference, wow. and it went ahead. I I don't know how, but it just did. So um, yeah. So no, we um, yeah. So that was our very first conference. Um, unfortunately, yeah, this one was all set to go in March, but we have actually cancelled that one um, due to obviously with the COVID numbers at the moment. It's mm. a little bit different to what we were going through last year. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so um, next year it's all booked again for next year, and um, it, it was good because it, we've sort of created that networking group that I guess women felt safe to talk. Yes, totally. and. Um, it's one thing to do, you know, our sessions on Zoom, but you can't replace face-to-face networking. It's it's just not the same. And um, I've never seen anything like it, to be honest. Um, even with the national pest conference um, that um, um, that that is normally run every year, um, women weren't connecting. We were not connecting at that conference because the men were there. So you tend to hide behind, you know, the men totally. and. And not create those conversations where with this, it was just women. It was all women. And we had women from all different businesses. Like we had people from Rent-A-Kill, people from Gins, Pest Control, people from Flick. Um, We had small businesses, large businesses, you know, your your hubby and wife team type businesses. 
and they were bringing their administration team. Um, there was a real different range of people and businesses there and it was it was fantastic. Yeah, that's so, What a great so, experience. So um, looking forward to next year. We're a bit mm. devastated we can't run it this year, but, you know, look, um, we don't want to be known as the um, the association that spread COVID through the <laughs> pest industry. <laughs> it's Definitely not going to be not. a good look. No, it's not. So, um, Nikki, I always like to understand, uh, is there one particular business lesson that you wish other business owners understood? I think, again, as women, we have um, the propensity to share in a way that maybe men don't and I think it's a great opportunity for many of us to learn from one another around because we all have different experiences of course so what sort of lessons did you learn along the way that you think would be beneficial for other business owners? To be honest um, for me is take risks mm-hmm. but it's a lot of people don't want to take the risk and I've never been a risk taker and I am now. <laughs> I I think um, really believe in yourself and take that risk. And I, I once again, I don't know many successful businesses who haven't taken a risk. It doesn't just fall into your lap. It is it is hard work and putting in that 100% and, and taking those risks. Um, for me, I... Um, you know, entering in awards, um, mm. it wasn't about um, being the best business. For me, it was understanding what I need to implement in the business mm-hmm. to be good enough to to win the awards. And mm. that was a, a big lesson for me um, when, when entering that the very first year that we entered, I remember my husband, he thought we had it in the bag because he knows everything. <laughs> well, he doesn't know everything, but he knows a lot. Yeah. And, you know, and even he thought, oh, we've got this in the bag. And then we sort of, you know, walked away with that tail between our legs and realised that, yeah, the systems that we had in, in place for our business weren't that great. Yeah. And um, with entering an award, you learn really quickly that you don't have certain things in your business that you should have Mm. and we implemented a lot and worked very very hard um, to make sure we had everything in place so when we were submitting the awards um yeah it was um yeah it was making our business better yeah definitely it was making it better so I think take risks always take risks and don't don't play it safe (laughs) you won't get very far no it's just about being a bit brave isn't it and you can take measured and calculated Mm. risk of course but being brave enough to make a choice I think um sometimes we become polarized by the opportunity to make a choice and we don't end up making a choice we get stuck and it doesn't get us where we really want to go so um working towards making risk I think is a fantastic tip Nikki thank you thank you so much for your time this has been fascinating I still can't quite get over the breeding the (laughs) The cricket. That's another story in itself, oh, to be it quite really, honest. It's a whole podcast <laughs> on its own. It's absolutely fascinating. Um, and how a side hustle went to a saleable business to such a large extreme is just, it's incredible. It's a real credit to you. Where yep. can our listeners find you, Nikki? Where do they go to find you and find out more about the association? Um, literally just, you can either type in PWAPM or Women in Pest Management and it will come up. So professional women in Australian pest management, it'll come up. 
Excellent. I'll make sure all of that's included in the show notes so that our listeners know where to find you. Thank you so much for your time. It's been really interesting to hear from you. Lots of lessons along the way, some absolute nuggets there. The networking tip was my favourite. Um, when I preface this this episode, people aren't going to be able to make that connection at all, which is great because it means they now need to listen. <laughs> yep. So thank you very much for being here and thank you for listening. Thank you, Nick. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Ladies in Business. Got a guest you'd like us to interview? Maybe you have a story to share or some feedback to give. Find us on socials or drop us a message via the Tradies in Business website. Take care of yourself, ladies.